This episode of the DJ Force X podcast is proudly sponsored by Fixed. Fixed is a fan and artist-friendly independent record label that specializes in hybrid electronic rock. It's home to the likes of Cell Dweller, Blue Starly, I Will Never Be The Same, Witchy Nicks, The Algorithm, Voicians, CD Akira, and a whole bunch more. Check out their latest label sampler for just one dollar. At their official store, fixedstore.com. That's F I X T store.com. Save 10% off your first order by using my coupon code FORCEX. That's F O R C E X. They have loads of shirts, hoodies, stickers, posters, and many other accessories for all their artists. And this is available worldwide with fantastic international shipping rates to go with that. So head over to fixstore.com and check them out. And don't forget, use my coupon code FORCEX. Hello and welcome to the DJ FORCEX podcast, episode 35. I am joined by Ty and Provo. Uh, they are from the band Everybody Panic. Uh, they've got a new EP out now called Attack. Uh, go check it out. It's on all the streaming sites. It's on all the uh, download, Bandcamp, iTunes, Amazon, all that kind of stuff. Go check it out. It's a great EP. Uh, if you're fans of like Seven Dust, Deftones, Nothing More, uh, those type of bands, yeah, go check them out. It's really cool. Uh, it was a really cool interview. We recorded it live um, down in uh, St. Pete, Florida uh, by State Theatre. Uh, they were playing with Head P that night. And, um, yeah, unfortunately I didn't get to go to the show afterwards. I had some other things that came up, but, um, by all accounts, it was a great show. Uh, so just so you know, there is some quality drops in there just cause we're sharing a microphone in a, in a, in a tour bus with the aircon running. Um, so just a, a preemptive, like, oh, this quality sucks, um, type thing. Yes, it's not great, but you know, you do what you can. You want to get these bands on here, and that's what we got to do. Um, so yeah, rate and review. <laughs> a great segue, but a segue nonetheless. Rate and review this show. Rate and review all my shows. Go on to iTunes, give it a five star review. Go on to Stitcher, give it a five star review. Go on to Deezer, go on to wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, just leave a comment, just leave a sentence, something, uh, just to say how you enjoyed it you picked up on a particular band or you're an existing fan of the band and enjoyed the interview anything like that helps just follow the link on the itunes um go on there and within itunes it gives you the option to rate and review the podcast or even the music that you listen to as well uh so go on there just just sign in with whatever uh, account you have on there and just please it helps. Everything helps to get this podcast up and running um, on the charts, in iTunes, all that kind of stuff. But yeah, uh, things this week, not much has really happened. Looking forward to E3 uh, this next coming week. And if you're listening to this at Download Festival this weekend, because it comes out that weekend, this weekend. Um, firstly, thank you. Uh, why the fuck are you listening to a podcast? Uh, you should be out watching the bands. But if it is like late at night and you're trying to drown out people screaming Slayer constantly. I remember the festival days where at three o'clock in the morning, one person screams Slayer. Then the whole damn field do the same thing. But yes, uh, enjoy it. Check out all the bands. Plenty of them playing. few guests I've had on the show as well. Uh, but yeah, uh, enjoy yourself. Stay safe. And uh, as I said on my social media, just rock the fuck out. Anyway. Yes, uh, I'm going to take you on to the uh, interview now. So please enjoy. 
I'd like to welcome Ty, uh, singer of a band called Everybody Panic, uh, to the show this week. Uh, welcome, Ty. Hey, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So how are you doing today? Amazing. Excellent. Brilliant. Uh, so for the, the benefit of my listeners, because uh, a lot of them are based across the pond, uh, can you give me some background on your band? Um, yes. My band is called Everybody Panic. We, um, me and Provo, uh, the guitar player, we started writing for this project in late 2011 and we it really came to fruition in 2012 um that was the end of the world party that was like the mayan calendar end so that was really when it started and um that was our first you know ep and now we've got a second ep that's out we've been together now for about five years and about years now what, what year is this and um <laughs> And so, uh, yeah, we, we got signed uh, a couple years ago to Cavi Gold Records, and that really changed the game for us and allowed us to um, have a little bit more, you know, power to do what we're, what we're doing. And we were able to record in Robert Lang's studios in Seattle, um, where, you know, Nirvana recorded last, and a bunch of great band, Foo Fighters, all sorts of great bands have recorded there. So that's been really, really cool. Um, yeah, so that's kind of where we're at today. We're, we're pushing that record, and, uh, and yeah. So it's been a fun cool. trip. Yeah, no, I should introduce Provo. Oh, no. Right no, not this guy here. <laughs> Yo. But, but yeah, he sat right next to you. Sorry. It's all good. But we're sharing microphones. So, <laughs> so um, yeah, what's your what, your perspective on that? Uh, pretty much the same? Like, yeah, yeah. We wise? just, yeah, we, you know, like you said, started in 2011 and just really spent the first years just trying to hone a sound between mm-hmm. the two of us and, uh, just building anything we could to have a leg to stand on when it was to yeah. actually start playing shows. And then from there we got, I mean, we were, had some amazing shows to start and we're still getting a lot of amazing stuff. Like our first show was sold out. We got signed on our third show, which we got to open up for Deftones, nice. sold out show. We got invited out with five finger death punch for a week, them and Gemini syndrome and miss may I, and just been, we've been very fortunate to have a lot of, a lot of cool opportunities handed to us from, yeah, I mean, those are there. some big name bands, especially early in your career. To Absolutely. Get, to get those opportunities is amazing. Yeah. Um, cool. So, where would you say your influences lie? I mean, I can hear. I'll just go from what I've heard in, on the on the Attack EP. Say, Seven Dust, Deftones. Oh yeah. Oh those yeah. Sort of bands. Um, Seven Dust, Deftones, Tool, Tool, Incubus, stuff like that. Little Incubus. Yeah. I mean, just anything, man. Good music. You know what I mean? Yeah. We listen to. There's such a wide variety that I feel like all of it's had a little part of what becomes us at the end of the day you know what i mean but big influences you know we've talked about before is was family both of our families were very musical and yeah. so it's like that was the first influence we had my dad was taking me to bars when he was playing when i was a tiny boy you know what i mean like okay don't go by the bar stay in the back i'll come get you later that type of thing so it's like our whole lives we've grown up around music so it's like yeah. life and everything we've been through and other bands and everything has just all kind of brought us to where we are. I feel. Yeah, I was gonna say, were you in previous band like bands before? Oh yeah, yeah, we've had a handful of different ones. In particular, or are they just more? I was in a band ones? called Ricketts that toured okay. a little bit and released a couple records, and then I was also in Skin Lab for a little while. Oh, really? Yeah, just until recently, and we were out. We did a handful of tours and did yeah. some stuff with that, and so. Yeah, my my previous band we supported Skin Lab in the UK. Oh, awesome! Um, that was how long ago was that? Yeah, before I me, say, I never got to go to the UK with them. Oh, okay, that was probably about it was from t- about fifteen years ago. Yeah, I think, but it was. I uh, joined Skin Lab in 2010 when Ricketts, my old band, had fallen apart. Okay, and we started doing some things, and we were. I was originally looking for a singer for this, what turned into Everybody Panic, yeah. 
And I had approached Steve from Skin Lab, like, hey, you want to sing on some of these demos I got, see what happens? And he ended up coming to me like, I thought you just come play guitar for us. I was like, all right, cool. It's something to do. <laughs> and then, you know, Ty ended up coming along in the middle of that. And so we started, started working on things yeah. from there. Yeah. So how, those early shows, how did they just come about? Was it just through, like, the, connect, the connections you already had? Or was it, because um, obviously after the third show, getting signed is quite a big yeah Jump, yeah uh, it, then... it was it, we've made a lot of good connections and good friends throughout the years like yeah. the deftone show was literally the radio station our hometown rock station pulling for us some of oh, our nice. friends there like heard through the grapevine that it was supposed to be deftones and periphery yeah. and periphery had to drop off for whatever reason and they just knew of us and we're like went to the promoters like you guys have to put this band on there this this is the band you need you need another band put them on there so yeah. It's really been about the connections and the friends that we've we've made, you know. With some of these people we've known, like from the radio station, he's known forever, you know what I mean. So it's it's people that have had our back before, but really now, really have really started coming out of the woodwork and really helping push, you know what I mean. That's really cool. That's Absolutely, really cool that you can like because that's what it's about. I think like making those connections with people to absolutely. You know, it's like uh, any good like circle or scene everyone's pushing everybody There's one no, thing no one like, thing we like know. to say a lot is to together we can make it yeah. and that's a big part of it man all of us together you know mm. fighting for the same cause is yeah. is more powerful than just one of us for sure yeah and tonight you're playing with head p in st pete as we're here now in your tour bus in downtown st pete florida um yeah so yeah you're playing with head p you've got a bunch of our local bands on there as well um so we've got we've got quite a good little scene around here from what i've um you know been aware of um not part of but uh, i've noticed a lot of the local bands are really good at pushing these shows uh selling tickets and stuff like that as well um so yeah we got like a little thriving scene around here but um so, yeah, yeah it seems we- really cool they all seem really nice so you can tell right as soon as you walk in the kind of place that it is it's, yeah. it's a very um musically rich place you can tell yeah yeah this area is very um sort of very uh very arty i think is the word love it yeah there's a lot of street art there's a lot of like um you know just like general sort of development of of the the artistic side of things around here which is quite rare in some cases some cities yeah you don't see it we're actually from oklahoma and it's kind of rare there now it's getting better as this Mm. you know the years have gone but yeah it's not rock music art yeah it is art so you're right (laughs) and i mean now like like he was saying before the fact that the fact that we're doing as good as we are really comes from the kind of push that we do get back home. Oklahomans are special when it comes to when they get behind something like we we got a a basketball team finally there, you know, and everybody's like, oh, whatever, you know, but we have like the loudest crowds in the world for, for basketball. You know, it's because when we do decide to get behind something. We really get behind it. Yeah. And, you know, we are blessed and fortunate that they um that they have taken us, un- the Oklahomans themselves have taken us under their wings and pushed us like they have, because that's where the major push in the beginning came from, is from them, you know? Mm. And so, yeah, it's just, we're, we're glad to be Oklahomies. Excellent. <laughs> Excellent. So how's this tour been so far? I don't know how many dates you've done of this leg. Six. <laughs> where am I? Who am I? What's going on? <laughs> well, we were on tour with them and um, Power Man 5000 before this, and we took a little break, and that tour was amazing too, but... Anytime we play with Head PE, it's just it's just an honor, man. Jared is like he is a master front man. He's able to do things with the crowd and get the crowd into it in a way that most people just can't. And so to have him, and he's really taken me under his wing and stuff the last the last tour and on this one. And so to have him helping us and um, 
you know, help mold who we are. It's just, it's real special, you know? Yeah. And so I just feel honored to have him on our team, you know, like that. Oh, super, really super great. cool. And all the bands so far, I can't speak for tonight, obviously, but every um, opening act that we've had that were even local and stuff like that um, on this tour has been really amazing, like a, a real joy and pleasure to watch, you know? Sometimes it's a little brutal out there, you know, when you go to some, on, in some you know, circuits, you know, they will have some opening bands, which we all need those bands too. Yeah. But um, <laughs> through this tour, everybody's really been super uber good. So yeah. we've just really been blessed to have this uh, this tour. Excellent, excellent. How was the Paramount 5000 leg as well? Was that, was that good? It was pretty awesome. You want to talk about it? Here. Tell them. Tell me. Yeah, that one was great too. It was, I mean, I'm pretty sure at least half of the shows were sold out. I mean, it was, every night was a great show and it was, you know, what, two or three days off in three weeks. So, you know, keeping it rolling how we would prefer. Nobody, we hate taking days off. It's like day off is a waste of time. Let's get back to work. <laughs> so it was, it was incredible. One of my old guitar players plays for Power Man 5000 now. And oh, okay. that was like our first real introduction to the head PE camp. They brought us out on that tour and like yeah. went to bat for us, but it was, it was an incredible tour and same goes for this one. I mean, Jared and head PE really pushed to get us out on this and, it's been incredible, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, they've always put on a good show whenever oh, I've seen them. They kill it, man. They um, just sound so big live. And yeah, just... I was fortunate enough to play with them a couple of times in England. So it was, um... And then they have their little breakdown moments of reggae or whatever that they yeah. just jam. Like the other night they had a sax saxophone player from, I don't even think they knew the guy. <laughs> they met him like outside and he came in and jammed with them and just killed it. It was like nice. they have these moments in the show where it's just like, let's just see what happens type thing. And Yeah. You know, like like Ty was saying, I mean, they, Jared and that whole band are definitely pros and, you know, yeah, know how going, to put on a great show. And, they've been going for a while. Yeah, they, um, they show a good time and make sure everybody has a good time with yeah, them. So. Yeah, my teenage years, I remember that first album. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I saw, them, yeah. <laughs> I saw them open up for Slayer. It was System of a Down and Head P.E. opening up for Slayer. Wow. The weirdest lineup you would ever yeah. hear of, but it was insane, and that was off that first record. And, That's yeah, crazy. it was just... Yeah. They still just kill it, man. Such a great band. Excellent. That's good to hear. So uh, your current EP uh, is called Attack. Yeah. Uh, it is available. It came out last year, in fact, end of last year. Yeah, right? October, on Halloween, actually. So um, I've, I've listened to it a few times. I really dig uh, I'll Ask Goodbye, first track. Awesome. And um, No One Gets Out Alive. Yeah. It's the two tracks uh, that really sort of stand out for me. It's a strong EP as well. I'm not discounting the other tracks. I'm just saying. Yeah. No, those, are, those are two of our favorites. Our Last Goodbye is one of my favorites to play it's just nice, super nice. high energy it's yeah. fun to it's fun really, to jam man really good opener for the, yeah. the ep so uh what what made you decide to do an ep uh, as opposed to an album because you did an ep before obviously got you uh our whole plan oh. was kind of just to stick with eps like in this day and age it's kind of the wild west out here in the music business yeah. like nobody knows what to, how to work it anymore or what to do anymore so our plan was just kind of like okay, so let's not just dump a record and then disappear for two years. Let's try to release an EP every year. You know what I mean? Five yeah. or six new songs a year, push it as hard as we can and just keep music flowing, keep us writing, which is going to make us better. Just keep, you know, originally it was, our goal was to write six songs. You know what I mean? Let's write six songs, one every other month, and let's do something else in between those. You know what I mean? To help build the build our name. So. Yeah. It was just we really wanted to try something different and try to keep music flowing as opposed to the standard model of you release a record and then you tour for it yeah. for two years and then you kind of get lost in the shuffle because you haven't released anything in so yeah. long. And so that was our goal was to just keep pushing music, you know, yeah. what I mean, just write as much as we can, push as much songs as we can yeah. and just keep that that idea flowing so that our name's always kind of there, you know. Yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, I've got um, 
I've interviewed a fair few like artists across various genres, and they all have their own sort of plan of how they release stuff. Like yeah. you guys have got EP a year. Uh, I interviewed a couple of artists that are doing something every couple of months, like releasing two, three tracks. Yeah. And then at the end of the year, compiling them as an album. But yeah, with, I've heard of that as well. You yeah. know, that kind of, so you keep that, because obviously the way people consume music now is yeah, very different. so much. It's not like going out to a record store, <coughs> picking up record and then listening to that on a loop. Yeah. It's it's all shuffle. Yeah. So as long as you're part of that shuffle, you're yeah. within their, their scope, if you will. Right. Exactly. And then I've got other people in sort of more... Um, like heavier bands like sludge kind of like hardcore type stuff and they're releasing albums and they're actually selling the cds because the consumers of that particular genre want physical product you know we we sell a lot of cds but it's really just on tour like yeah as long as we're on tour we're selling cds man we've gone through we sold a thousand cds of our first ep before even touring we were just doing shows here and there and stuff like that but it's like the cd hasn't died as long as you're touring yeah there's no stores to put them in anymore. No. no but worries. if you're out touring, people still want that. They want something that you can sign and that they can look at and they can hold in their hand. And we also have like some flash drive cards that we started offering because we ran out of CDs just as a necessity. <laughs> like, what do we have? And our label had sent us all these flash drives and it's like, well, let's put a bunch of extra stuff and whatever we can fill these things up with. Yeah. And people like those too, just because it's something different. But I still like I still see the CD sales haven't really disappeared as long as you're on tour and it's something that you yeah. can get in their hands, you know. Yeah, it's something you, they have to be there to buy it. Absolutely, People don't go out and pick them up as such anymore. No, they'll get it on uh, iTunes or something yeah, at exactly. home, but then they'll come see you and be like, "Oh, I want this." You yeah. Know? So. Yeah. Cool. So tell me the story behind the EP. Um, got some of the some of the tracks I mentioned. Uh we just make it up as we go. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know, we recorded in Robert Lang Studios, which is supposedly haunted. And Provo here is a Pro Tools engineer and a producer. And so he was the one that produced our record. And so we were able to go into this place for two weeks and they locked the doors and left us in there alone in this haunted studio. And so a lot of the vibe of that record, I think, comes from just trying to like dig in there and trying to really just, you know, breathe the air and just feel that vibe and it comes off i think in the record now that doesn't mean that if i go and i play some place that's really really you know brightly lit or whatever that if there's not still going to be dark moments but i yeah. think it was darker because of just the environment that we were in it was um rubber lang studios is built into the side of a mountain kind of in into the ground like in like a missile silo type fashion yeah. and um so the guy just keeps digging down building more stuff down and it, there's no windows or anything in there, so it's like always the same time of day kind yeah. of feeling, you know? Yeah. So we would just get in there and work and work and work, and then it's, like I said, it's like this weird castle-type feeling in there. So we would, you know, when we weren't working, we would have fun in there and just kind of run around and play with ideas and stuff. But the cool thing is, is having Provo allows us to write in a different way than some other bands do, because some bands... You know, they're trial and airing it in the garage and all these things where yeah. we have the ability to sometimes just do stuff on the fly, which turns out really, really cool. Yeah. One of our songs, Into This Darkness, we didn't have anything for it. We just, we had like a little bit of techno pieces, right? And we went out there and then like in a couple of days, we had all of it. We just put it all together right there on the spot. Nice. And that's typically not, you're not able to do that, especially if somebody's breathing down your neck and you're watching the clock for time and stuff, you know, yeah. it's a little bit different. So that's why I like the relationship that we have is because, um, you know, he knows me and I know him and there's no like, pr- 
pressure. Well, I mean, there's always pressure, but there's no <laughs> there's no pressure from like the outside entities, you know. Yeah, and so that no, helps. No deadline as such. I mean, you can set yourself imposed deadline, but to work on it, you don't have to be spending money in a studio. So to speak. right, mm-hmm. having like obviously being Pro Tools engineer. You could like with my rig here, we can Correct. record something like I am right now. Makes it pretty you know? easy, you know. And that, that's what's great. I, I had the same experience with uh, my previous musical endeavors of having an engineer or producer as part of the band. Yeah. And it does make the world a difference because you can then, you suddenly get an idea. You don't have yeah. to put a voice memo on your phone. Right, you can, exactly. You can, Although we do that yeah, pretty much. That. That's still pretty much how it's done, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> All the Pro Tools stuff in the world, and we're still pulling out our phones, just voice memo. Yeah, I was chatting to someone the other day, and they were like, uh, they should release a compilation album of the voice memos of musicians. <laughs> it, it's just, funny. Just he see. would laugh at me, both records, when we were recording or just coming up writing with them. I would literally be sending him voice or like videos of me playing the part, like, what do you think of this? Or like starting to build yeah. it. And he's like, bro, you have, like, one of the coolest studios in the state. <laughs> you have all this amazing gear, and you're sending me video chats? Like, what is this, man? It's like, I work in there all day. Let me be creative on something simple, and then we'll go in there and get it to the yeah. point it needs to be. Yeah. But, yeah, absolutely. Having, being able to do that, and that's why I started recording, is to be able to record my own band. And so even if it comes to a point where we ever start hiring other producers and stuff, we can still just show up completely prepared. Like, here is a complete demo of what we've worked on. And we yeah. all are on the same plan of this is what has to be done. Nobody's coming in there. What's my parts or anything like that? It's like yeah. it's all laid out before we get to the studio. Yeah. For the most part, like you said, we we did a few things on the fly as well on this one. But yeah. that gives you more time to do stuff like that and be creative in the studio when you come in knowing everything else is in its place yeah now we can kind of have fun with it and you know see what happens yeah, kind of from there yeah you're happy with it so absolutely so the electronic element in the band as well uh in on the ep is that is that something you did on your first one because I, I haven't heard the first one was that it was a little less we kind of dabbled in it my old band ricketts was like a very electronic industrial rock type thing so it was yeah. a lot of that in that band and then i came to this we kind of just stripped it down and we had a little bit of that element. Like, we had one song that was very electronic on it, mm-hmm. and then it was, like, very minuscule parts throughout the rest of it. But, yeah, yeah. it was something that, once we were done, it was kind of like, man, you know, I wish we would have added some more of that and maybe sat down and at least entertained the idea of let's throw some, you know, electronics mm-hmm. or something. And so this time we had a little bit more time and just, you know, we're like, well, let's just sit down and see what we can come up with. So we sat and dug and... And uh, just, you know, dug until we found something we liked for everything. Yeah. Some parts don't have stuff. Some parts do. But I feel it's a, it, it added a cool cool texture to everything. You know yeah, what I mean? it does. It's not really, a, a lot of it's not really like out in the forefront type stuff. It's just kind of that underneath grit yeah. and extra movement going on yeah. behind the music that just adds something that most of us playing a guitar or bass yeah. can't really do. Yeah, my, my music radio show by this. Uh, specializes in electronic rock. Oh, yeah. So it's other bands that have that element in them. Awesome. Or it's uh, remixes of... Yeah. Of I've always been a fan of that. Like, Fear Factory was one yeah. of my one of my favorites. Like, they were they were the extremes of electronic metal. They were yeah. just had that everywhere. Yeah, we have... Actually, our whole record, our whole new EP is being remixed. We have a couple oh, of it? them that... We've had a few different DJs and different just electronic artists. Gra- I made stems of everything. So nice. I was like, let's just see what happens. And... 
We've gotten two backs, or actually three. We just got one today that I haven't even got to hear yet. But yeah, I've heard yeah. it's really cool, and I, it. <coughs> nice. Oh, well, I'm looking for. I look forward to hearing that because then that would that would fall into my radio show perfect because it's literally oh, yeah. my radio show is a it's a mix show. So it's done in the style of a nightclub DJ. So it's like, awesome. you know. Well, we'll get you some and, copies of it for sure. Yeah, I mix all this stuff up for an hour. So, um, yeah, that would fall perfectly in there. I have played you guys on the show as well. I don't awesome. Know if you get your Twitter or whatever and you get, I put on my playlist and stuff. So Awesome. Uh, you. You'll see it come up on there. So uh, I've got a couple more questions. Then I'll let you guys go and you can go relax before your show. <laughs> yeah, no relaxing. <laughs> so, um you can either answer this combined or separately. So top three albums that mold you as the person or musician that you are today. So three albums that really made a difference in your, in your life. Three, three albums. Uh, interesting. I think <laughs> uh, it's hard to pick for me, but like Opiate or Undertow, one of those Tool records was yep. pretty influential for me. I think probably Undertow because that's really when I started to understand too. I didn't understand them when I first started listening to them. It sounded like kind of chaos. I was a drummer originally. Yeah. And it sounded kind of chaotic. Didn't really understand. And then um, there was one time where, um, a long time ago, and I was young, but I was on acid at this party and <laughs> Tool got stuck on like a loop or something, right? And everybody else went to bed and I was up. And by the next morning, I understood. And okay. so. That, I think, was a pivotal moment for me, and I really um, started getting into polyrhythms and things like that, because yeah. Danny Carey is so into you know, yes. polyrhythms and stuff. Yeah. And so that was really influential for me. And then I think the second one would be... The second one... Um, God, I, don't, I, I like a band called Sleepy Time Gorilla Museum, uh -huh. and I would go see them play live, and that was really influential. Like, their first record was really, really great. Um and it was weird. They make all their own instruments and stuff. So that was pretty, uh, pretty awesome. And to see the, see them on the road and like how they were on the road was really, really cool. And um, then the other, the other band I think would be Corn. Yeah. I mean, their first record. I mean, friends of mine would come in with like videotapes um, of them playing like bootleg tapes back in the day, you know. Yeah. And I would watch them before they they just got signed, so they weren't really popular yet. But they like jumped the whole freaking show. I was just like, holy crap! The energy level was just unbelievable to me yeah. and so and when you know that first record came out i mean it was pretty influential so cool we actually played not fest not too long ago and they played that first record in its entirety nice and it, i was like a little <laughs> kid again it was so freaking awesome it was great so yeah those are my three what are your three excellent uh i definitely have to say nine inch nails which i mean yeah. it could be any one of those records I, I love all of his music but probably the downward spiral where it really started getting dark and like really loopy and you know, more, it felt more industrial at that point, more like, I don't know, grimy and electronic at that yeah. point. So yeah. that like downward spiral probably is one of the big ones. Fear factory obsolete. That was one of, one of my favorites when I was yeah. younger. Uh, what else? What else? Probably a Deftones record, like around the fur adrenaline. Yeah. I mean that, that just had that driving sound and you know, the, mel the melodic tinges to the driving heavy riffs and yeah, that whole feel is kind of where I've always kind of gravitated towards, you know, with the electronics involved yes, as well, you yeah. know. They didn't really have that back then. They have a little more of it now than they do th did yeah. then, but. Yeah. I remember definitely. from about around the fur onwards when it really came in. Like, yeah, that's when they really started to bring the it in. The ambient sounds they have in there. Are very, yeah. Yeah. 
very good. So. Yeah, those are. I mean, it's hard to pick three, but those were yeah. definitely as a <laughs> as a young child. I'm pretty sure I went through many copies of those <laughs> yeah. those albums alone. Yeah, no, they're all good albums. I can't can't fault any of those choices. Yeah. So that's all good. So, um, what are your hobbies away from music? Uh, obviously, do you have anything you do to sort of like? If you ever needed to separate from it for just the like you know five minutes or whatever, any hobbies or? Well, um, I'm actually the 13th American black belt from the Gracie Academy in Torrance, California. So I'm a professor of Gracie Jiu-Jitsu, and I have a school in Oklahoma that I run there. Yeah. Um, me and my fiance run it back home. She's actually with us on this tour, helping sell merch. Those provos girl. It's been amazing. They sell merch way better than us, by the way. Yeah, no, I, I remember <laughs> back in the day, I, never, I could never sell merch. But you know? we actually have mats that we bring with us on tour that are in the trailer. And so um, I do private lessons sometimes before the shows and right. or seminars in the towns that we're in. Nice. So it's um, a little supplemental income while yeah. we're out here on the road, you know. Part of that goes to the band, part of it goes to me, and it's, it's good for everybody, you know. Yeah, because I know bands that do, or musicians that do lessons and stuff on the road. Sure. You know, they got guitar lessons you and stuff bet. like that. And yeah. So that makes perfect, you know. And there's a large sense. group of people right now in the music community who are doing jiu-jitsu, um, like Billy from Biohazard, Maynard from Tool, mm. um, Johnny from Nothing More, um, Matt Heffy from Trivium. I mean, the list goes on and on. Yeah. And um, we call this clique or group Rock Jitsu. And so that's like the little thing we've got going. We've been in Jiu-Jitsu Magazine now and some different things. So, um, But it's a way for us to do something on the road because and somebody else were just talking about downtimes. Like, I don't know how to deal with the downtime. One of the guys is here, um, uh, one one of the opening acts. And I was like, yeah, you know, you need to find something to occupy your time. Or you end up getting onto drugs or drinking too much or doing something crazy, you know. So having Jiu-Jitsu has been, uh, is really good because... You know, it gives me something else to do. And it's also a good yeah. balance because you can't always, you know, music is a great, um, <laughs> music keeps me from killing myself. Yeah. But jujitsu keeps me from killing others. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Provo, your turn. I don't get an escape. I do music all the time. I yeah. go home, I record bands, I record our band, I'm working on our next tour. I wear a lot of hats for our band. So yeah. it's like, if we're not on tour playing music, I'm trying to get us back on tour playing music or yeah. working on new music or recording somebody else's music. So for okay. me, it's like my downtime is I'm going to go take a nap and then wake up and get back to music again. <laughs> uh, fair enough. <laughs> Pretty much nonstop for yeah. me. So. As long as you're happy that occupying, if that's occupying your time, you're happy with it. You Absolutely. So it's, you, you know, it's not version, like I'm so. just playing guitar all the time. I have a million different things that I do yeah. within music. So it kind of keeps it interesting. You know what I mean? Cool. So finally... Where can people reach your band? So websites, Twitter, all over all social media, stuff. any social media. We're on there. Everybody panic. Just Google us. We're probably all over it. I've, I haven't Googled us in a while, but Facebook <laughs> is everybody panic. Twitter is everybody panic one we're on YouTube. We're on just about all of them, man. And, okay, cool. Uh, yeah. Just Instagram, everybody panic. Yeah. Excellent. We have a site that's kind of in limbo being built. It's like I get enough downtime to go, that kind of looks cool. Try this. And then it takes another month and I can get back to it. Yeah. No. <laughs> so it's kind of in the works. <laughs> but, you know, for now, we are definitely all over social media any cool. way we can. Music video. We have videos on YouTube. We have you know, we have online <laughs> store. We have We have, yeah, all the essential social medias for sure excellent excellent what's your plan after the head tour are you going out on any more dates or uh, you... well this ends for us the 31st and then we have another three weeks of us just running around the country doing a, like some one-offs basically just yeah. on our own uh which 
technically this whole run will end on the 18th. We're playing with a big festival in New Hampshire with Seven Dust and oh, nice. Ted Nugent and yeah. Steven Tyler. Lineup. It's incredibly It's insane, man. There's so many different people. So that's going to be incredible. So we have that up to that and then another couple weeks that we'll go back to OKC for a little bit and then same thing. We have about a week of some other shows just running around and uh, we don't have any tours yet that we can officially announce but there's some big stuff in the works right now for the end of the year so Excellent. we're just trying to stay as busy as we can and try to get the next songs written and ready and yeah. tour as hard as we can to the end of this year and put something new out as soon as the new year starts so Excellent. wow thank you very much for your time hey thank you so Bravo. much man ty thank you absolutely um good luck with the show tonight and the rest of the tour and uh yeah i hope it does does well for you and and all awesome. that kind of stuff you know usual stuff like keep that. on rocking keep yeah on rocking. that's yeah. it thank you brother so, yeah um yeah so thank you again absolutely thank you man hey everybody my name's tom from oklahoma where country is fuck out there <laughs> <laughs> right, we're, getting, we're getting we're getting a signal so that's all good <laughs> All right, I'm going to keep that, though. <laughs> <laughs>